Go. And I hope this works. Yeah. Okay. You're squiggle squiggling. Yeah, make My sure squiggles you're squiggles are squiggling. squiggling. Yes, they're, they're kind of small, but they're there. That's what matters. You can fix it in post. Uh, hopefully. I'll probably just sound a little weird because it's on the new mic setup, and I don't know what settings <laughs> I have set up on the old one, and wow, the squiggers are really small, but fine. R.I.P. It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Jen in Rob's body, and I'm going to steal some U.S. aviation secrets. I guess I am David in Jen's body, and I am going to steal some uh, Ultraman DVDs. And I, wait, I'm, I forget. I'm the other one. What? (laughs) What body man? I'm confused. Body swap episodes are always a slight degree of annoyance. They're fun. Because, yes, we we are once again going back to the... Uh, Good old plot that always works. The, the body swap uh, episode. Yay! A, very shortly after we did it on Robots in Disguise, or on Rescue Bots. Oh, yeah. Well, chronologically, it was probably more different. But, yeah, it, it's, it's a classic episode that Transformers has gone to multiple times. And many, 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 many other shows have gone too, because mm-hmm. it's it's a plot that always works, kind of. Sometimes it's a little more ambitious than other times. I think the rescue yes. boss one is hard to top. Yes, there I have an issue with this one because it's of the two main versions. This is my least favorite version. Well, because the, for this one they just do the swapping voices. Yes, which yes. is annoying. Like. It, it's way more fun when it's the voice actor doing the impression of another voice actor's character. Yes. It was actually it was extra fun on the uh, the Justice League one uh, because Flash's voice actor had actually played Lex Luthor before. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea who this is. That that is like <laughs> the best version of the body swap that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Because it's also voice actor gags on top of that. Yes. But this one, we get into it, yeah, it's just the voice actors. Which is easier to follow if it's a different voice actor in a different body. However, it's less fun. I don't know that the characters in Robots in Disguise are like... I don't want to say, like, they're not distinct enough because they're very distinct. But they're not, like, vocal gimmicky it's it's not as much like because it's the there mm. there's a certain like with the rescue bots they they all have like very distinct ways that they talk whereas yeah, with, they're more caricatures yeah um i guess there is the question also that if you are uh um what's his name if you are Darren Chris is it cool for you to do a drift voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's okay. And you you might have to be at least some degree of Asian to get away with that. I well, it's all like drift is is a little bit more of an accent, but it's also a very stiff, commanding voice. You don't need to fully go into that. You're just more halting and pace. I'm just going to do this George Takei impression and hope for the best. <laughs> it does devolve into a George Takei impression if you do it wrong. Uh, well, note that Eric Bowser has also played uh, Splinter, I think, a bunch of times. 
Huh. Mm. So yeah, it's. I mean, so he, it's he's not cornering as fun. the uh, the stern uh, Asian sensei. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not as fun as the rescue bots one, but not much is as fun as the rescue bots one. That one and, was hmm. like a plus. And th- this episode is a lot of fun. It is fun. Uh, I mean, uh, unless you're Drift, because Drift is so angry for the whole episode, just extremely angry. So this is uh, is Disordered Personalities, uh, the 10th episode of season three, first aired June 24th, 2017, uh, written by Shannon Eric Denton. This is his first and only Transformers episode. Oh, Uh, oh, um, my 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 notes were apparently smudged for what I was supposed to watch. I watched Disorderlies with the Fat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm, I'm afraid I can't help you there. My only exposure to the Fat Boys is uh, their uh, their contribution to the soundtrack of Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Are you ready oh. for Freddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like well, my exposure to them was limited. Until watching Disorderlies on my free HBO <laughs> back in the eighties, my uh, so, so he's he's an animation guy. Uh, like a, he does a lot of sto- he does a lot of storyboards and stuff. I oh. I just want to say that my uh, only exposure to the Fat Boys was the skating rink I went to in the late eighties, incessantly playing Wipeout. <laughs> oh. But he's also written episodes of uh, Avengers Assemble, Spider-Man, uh, Ben 10. So he's a pretty ah. busy guy. Okay. It's not one of these people who shows up and just does some cartoons out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, is is he one of and those men? Is he one of those men of action from no. Ben 10? No, he's not one of those guys. <laughs> Those are all like old comic book guys. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. I, I just remember Ben 10 and oh, there was some other show that they made. Uh, Generator Where, Rex, like, I think. And then they did that Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Oh, I don't even remember that. It wasn't great. I just remember the, the credit for Men of Action. It's like, the fuck? I think it's Joe Casey <laughs> and Joe Kelly and Duncan Rouleau and maybe there's a fourth guy. Oh, so. A couple guys I vaguely heard of and one guy. Anyway, so, so it is once more. We... And we are really gearing up to sell this Ultra B toy. Yes. We keep referring mm. to it as the Ultra B Team Combiner, which is charming. Yes. However, nobody on the team is on board with this. No. They, they, they've they all got the colanders on their heads. They're hooked up to one of uh, Fix-It's crazy contraptions. Uh, Grimlock is very... He really wants to get this over with because he's pretty sure that there's going to be human raisins on TV. <laughs> yeah, that was an odd mishearing because it's humans racing. Yes, like, uh, I guess. Yes, it is. I it don't is know. The- maybe somebody showed him some uh, California raisins, and he got that stuck in his head. <laughs> that must just be like kind of human people who are like raisins. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that just feels like like a scribbled down joke that like wasn't <laughs> finished. <sighs> So, because yeah, the Crown City Grand Prix is uh, is coming, which is the the big road race in Crown City that apparently involves all manner of vehicles, including a monster truck. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, there's a Bigfoot in the, the monster machines. Is there? Yeah, yeah. represent. 
That, that was Hasbro, wasn't it? Yes, it was, because it was part of that uh, three-show, like, uh, thing. That was oh, with the Inhumanoids and... Gem. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was important. That <laughs> was important to watch. Well, notably, watch Inhumanoids Gem. and Gem got expanded into full shows. Bigfoot and the Monster Machines did not. No. Not even for one season that no one actually paid any attention to. Hmm. So they, they fire this thing up, everybody gets zapped, and then, oh no, they've all switched voices, and therefore, by cartoon logic, personalities. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, yeah, because it's the body swap breaks down into two basic things. Either voice actors move to the different body or voice actor impressions, my preferred flavor. Yes. It does tend to be more fun, but it does require a lot of heavy lifting on the part of the actors. Yeah, but, but Rescue Bots did it with so many characters. Yeah. And then it did uh, it well. Futurama did it as well. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another one where the characters but- are like... I don't know, distinct enough in their their deliveries, but also guess, everybody but, is like very much comedians. But yeah, but but normally it kind of breaks down like, oh, if we do a voice swap or a, a mind swap in the first season, like it's just going to be, oh, we're just swapping voices to different bodies. But if you've had the voice actors together for three seasons, usually it's like, Oh, somebody at least has a really good impression of one of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Actors. Maybe that's but. the problem. Maybe nobody here had a good Will Friedel. Like, if Darren Chris was just trying to sound like Will Friedel, would you notice? Maybe not. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> well, I guess in this case, it would be Will Friedel who would have to start uh, sounding like Constant Zimmer. Yeah. What? Again, like, she's sort of stern and by the book. Yeah, I, I think maybe Will Friedel might, might be able to pull that off, at least. Uh. And yeah, Darren Chris kind of has to do, like, a stern Japanese man. <laughs> uh, Eric Bowser does a Grimlock, which I think he could probably do. I think he could do that. And then Constance Zimmer has to do a Darren Chris. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've seen her in other things. She kind of always just sounds like yes, this. yeah. This is that's it's pretty much just her voice. It, it may just so, be a case of like enough of the the actors in it like just don't do impressions at all. Yeah. So so to go around here, Drift uh, Grimlock is in Drift's body. Uh-huh. Uh Sideswipe is in Strongarm's body. Don't read anything into that. Which, obviously, those two were going to be swapped some way. Okay, Grimlock yeah. is in Drift's body and loving it. Yes, because he has yes. wheels. Sideswipe is in Strongarm's body and... Eh, he's he's uh, not uh, sure. No, we, we, it doesn't get too weird, which I appreciate. Yes. Well, yeah, his major annoyance is just that her lights and sounds keep coming up. The sirens <laughs> she, keep going off. She, she has, like, too many apps and he can't figure out how any of her things work. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Drift is in Sideswipe's body and totally hating it. I think he's 
he's hating well, it, but I think he hates it more that Grimlock is in his body. Yeah, he's more yes. annoyed that like he isn't in his own body and Grimlock is in his. Which is absolutely relatable. Right. Get, that's yeah, that's right. understandable. Mm. And uh, Bubblebee is in Grimlock, which he mostly finds inconvenient. And Strongarm is in Bumblebee's body. And as she says, did I just, have I become my own hero? (laughs) Yeah. She's so excited. At some points later, she refers to herself as Bumblebee, and that starts to get weird. Yes. Also, when, uh, when Grimlock realizes he's in Drift's body, I think that's the first time they've ever had to animate Drift smiling. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, she's a little too excited to be in Bumblebee's body. <laughs> yes. So the good news is this is probably temporary, but the bad news is that uh, cut to the Crown City Grand Prix, and there are one, two, three, four Stunticons in it. What? Yes, we have a new one. We have a new one. Yet a new one. Oh, the pain! <laughs> the pain of it all. Uh, because our new uh, our new Stunticon is Slashmark, uh, voiced by, of course, uh, the great David Kay, mm. uh, Beast Wars Megatron, animated Optimus Prime. I believe to this day the only the only actor who has been both Megatron and Optimus Prime. I believe so. However, wouldn't it be great if Frank Welker did Optimus Prime and just did like his Freddy voice? <laughs> That'd be weird, but let's, let's transform and roll out, guys. <laughs> anyway, and uh, specifically, he's not just David K. He's David K. Doing a very credible Jonathan Harris impression. Yes. Jo- who the hell's Jonathan Harris? Doctor Smith. We talked oh, about uh, him back in from Lost in Space back when we did Visionaries because he yes. took a. Uh, turn off into voice acting during the 80s and early okay, 90s. I, oh, David, you incredible ignoramus. I guess that makes more sense since we have Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton and whoever the other guy is. Well, it's weird that uh, he is not, as far as I can tell, he isn't like a, an old sitcom guy, which he should be. Well, yeah, that's like, Heat Seeker. And like, yeah. Heat Seeker, he should be like a guy doing like, I don't know, Don Adams. Something they need to missed it by that. They much. need to have a female one just so she can do a Lucille Ball. Absolutely, Lucille Ball, or uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably know we would do a Mary Tyler Moore. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I but I, my brain because I was just trying to figure. I was like, oh, what's the closest I can get to what David K is doing? I was thinking Frasier. <laughs> oh no no no! Not at all, dum dum. The dum dum part was especially. He does get dum dum in there, which made me think of the yeah. Great Kazoo. He didn't say like tin plated uh, something or other. Uh, well, no, because he's also tin plated. He's a robot. He can't really do the robot specific insults if you're also a robot. I know, but like metal based insults, he could have done something. I am uh, fairly fresh up. Why you titanium troll? I'm yeah. fairly uh, fresh on my Lost in Space because that's on. Uh, me TV following Sven Gulli, and then an episode of Batman 66, and then Star Trek, and then Kolshak the Night Stalker, and then it's Ooh. time for Lost in Space. <laughs> so 
So, uh, sadly, in this episode, nobody turns into a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a really weird show. Yeah, it's really dumb. But I remember watching way too much of it as a little kid. It, it's like if Star Trek were for children, and also those children were on a ton of drugs. <laughs> yeah. So many Wait, drugs. It didn't start out so childish. It just became very clear the main audience was children after a season. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out the only characters that people really liked were, were the kid, uh, the robot, and Dr. Smith. <laughs> Oddly Dr. Smith. I mean, you know, it, it's certainly well, it's it's an unusual... His dialogue was funny. Yeah, yes. He got to be funny, which was the thing. And, and then one of the daughters disappeared. I mean, you just saw a lot less of the daughters and the parents and uh, Zorro. Yeah. Or wait, no. No, Zorro was the dad. Uh, Whoever Matt Major... LeBlanc played. Yeah, Matt, the Matt LeBlanc <laughs> guy. I know, I, I also think of them in the 1998 uh, live action movie. So you saw a lot less of Heather Graham and Rescue Bot's own Lacey Chabert. Yeah, because the movie, while not great, was better than the show, mostly. Uh, I don't the think I've even uh, seen the movie but, somehow. Like, despite that coming I, out at a time when I was seeing movies, I was just like, eh. Although, granted, well, like, the newer TV version or whatever cable nonsense streaming it's on is probably better. I mean, probably, but also I just have to know if, you know, Parker Posey's calling anybody a bumptious booby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't seen any of it. All I know is that for a very short period of time... Tumblr was horny for that robot. Yes, everyone okay. wanted to fuck the robot. It was like an entire thing. Apparently it had a very nicely sculpted butt. Which is a weird recurring thing that keeps happening. Like, I think, it, oh, what, whatever that new Star Wars game that's coming out is called. Uh, oh, no. yeah. The, Jedi Survivor? No. That, no the, Survivor was the last one to come out. This is oh, a new one that no was idea. just announced. But, uh, yeah, there's like a frog guy or something. No, the frog guy was in Survivor, who everybody oh, okay. liked. And it, shit, there, it was a voice actor we know. I think it's somebody. Anyway. Anyway, but th- there's a new one coming out with female protagonist that people were annoyed mm. by a bit. But everyone was horny for that new robot. <laughs> and, like, one of the directors of it is like, why is everyone horny for the robot? Have you never been online, dude? <laughs> I'm just curious if that original show was coming out, if they would be horny for the 60s Lost in Space robot. I wouldn't imagine so. it doesn't have yeah. a butt. Flail those hooks my way, baby. Robbie the robot has a butt. Yeah, but but also he's got like tubes for arms and like hooks. I don't know. Somebody's probably into that. Yeah, I well the 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 the, the robot danger, on Lost in Space danger. the design was okay, interesting. <laughs> we're we're going on a long tangent. Yes, we are. So we yeah, do. so they 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 are all mind swapped, but of course uh, they can't fix this mind swap before this crisis passes. So they're just going to have to go out there, but because it is too implausible for this robot dinosaur to be in this Grand Prix, Bumblebee is going to sit this one out. Yeah, Yeah. he is not thrilled about it, but that's okay, because Strongarm is ready to step up and be the commander, and Grimlock is very excited to get to go on a mission where he doesn't have to hide under a tarp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Strongarm is getting a little too into this. this, She's like... uh, (laughs) She's like Nicolas Cage in Face Off. <laughs> it's adorable. She's so excited to be in charge. Oh, and also in this race is Knockout, kind of. 
Yes, Knockout is just, uh, well, at least his car model, or possibly actual Knockout. Yes. Yes. Never transforms, but it's very specifically, oh, we just used the Knockout car model from Transformers Prime. I mean, if he transforms, yes. then they'll notice and they'll tell him to go back home. Yeah. He doesn't want them to know that he's there, so he's just staying in car mode, doing his he's thing. undercover. He's on the lowdown. Yes, at and one of course point, we, um, when they <laughs> and, and as they are planning to enter the race, Grimlock is like, "We get to race with our wheels." <laughs> He's so excited. And of course, everybody's pretty sure who's going to win this one. That is the current champ, Crasher Casey, who you will remember from all the way back in uh, the Champ. Yes, I that did episode was like the weird demolition derby. Yes, with the, with the dinosaur trucks. Yes. Uh, she, apparently, she's just driving a normal car in this, uh, still voiced by uh, actress Kate Bond, and still wearing her uh, helmet with the dealy boppers on. Yeah. yeah. It's important to have a gimmick. And sometimes. And apparently, she is, so, she is so good at this, and she is so bored that she has the totally weird C plot in this that she's just learning Spanish <laughs> as she drives in this road race. Yeah, as you do, I guess. Presumably, there were some jokes in the Spanish, but as I know no Spanish, I missed it entirely. It was really just uh, the wiki extremely... does indeed have some translations. Like, basic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Donde esta el baño? Where is the bathroom? Yes. Mm. Mi tío tiene pulgas. <laughs> My uncle has fleas. <laughs> Creo que estoy en un gran problema. I think I'm in big trouble. <laughs> okay, I, I got that one by assuming. <laughs> and Megasteria has a un poco de surf. I would like to do a little surfing. <laughs> oh, that's the one where she rides on the asphalt wave. Yes. So, yeah, the uh, so we're about, to, we're about to head off here. The the checkered flag goes and we are off, and it quickly becomes clear that like the winner of this it becomes you know they get they're they're crowned ruler of the roads, but the stunticons think that they will actually become the ruler of the roads because they're morons. I I I, I really that's kind of like it's almost like a Bob Budiansky plot. Yes. Oh God, very much so. But it like is. it's it doesn't doesn't work. Like I can. Ralph and Ed Norton, like, I can imagine those two idiots falling for it, but that all four of them are in on this dumb I mean, idea. they're not from Earth. They don't understand that the highway system does not recognize monarchs. <laughs> but, like, I would think, like, like at least Dr. Smith would, like, wait, th this sounds dumb. <laughs> they don't, I mean, that's probably how they're used to things working. There probably are, I mean, you know, they've probably been to Velocitron. That's how that works. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yes, they, the the person who wins this race Oh, actually, is, that would have been great if they'd name-dropped Velocitron. But. The title given to the winner of the race is Ruler of the Road, and so they believe that if they win this race, then they will be granted domain over a portion of Earth's, of this area's highways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a very Budiansky sort of thing. Yes, but but fortunately, uh, even though some, some robot shenanigans are going to happen, the TV viewing audience is not going to see it, because Fix-It has hacked into the broadcast 
uh, complete with a test pattern with his own animated dancing image on it. It's yeah. so good. It's good. It feels like he shouldn't do that at the very start of the race, though. <laughs> it feels like he maybe shouldn't do that, like, on a public channel, but that's okay. Nobody well, knows who he is. Yeah, He's adorable. He gets I mean, I assume that. this is going to go down, like, in history with that, like, guy who dressed up as Max Headroom. Oh my god, I love that story <laughs> so much. Which... It's amazing because no one has still ever figured that shit they're, out. They're never going to catch that guy. They, he's like fifty. He's like sixty years old now. They've kind mm. of figured out a chunk of it, which is that apparently the station had donated some equipment to a local university. Yes, that was probably still keyed to all the networks, so like they didn't reset the passwords effectively. Yeah, yeah. in in like but, twenty years, we're going to see some guy's obituary where he cops to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's very weird because it, it's like okay, so we know where we so don't know who it was specifically, know. but it was probably some film students from that college. But also, like, mm-hmm. like TV isn't there like a, there's like a second voice in there, like a woman in one well, of them? Well, we know there the must cutting. be a second person because like the, there's the guy who's doing the thing, mm-hmm. who's in the Max Headroom mask, and then there's that background behind him. That's it's. Mm. Supposed to look like the Max Headroom background, but it's like a piece of corrugated sheet metal, and somebody's clearly moving that sheet metal. Yes, yeah. So there's at least two people, if not more, involved. Well, probably in this. three, because some, probably some guys running the camera. Yeah. yeah. So we we got like three or four people who are really good at keeping a secret. <laughs> I have yeah. to assume like this is just a polycule enjoying a really long running joke. <laughs> anyway, so. uh... So yes, we, we you know we get slash mark. He's you know do not be reckless. Respect my chassis, you fools. <laughs> and then you know the the Autobots get there and shenanigans ensue. Yes. And then Strongarm tries to convince Dragstrip that he he actually is crazy and that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, she comes up alongside him and he explains their plan and she's like, wait. You guys actually think that this is going to give you some sort of governmental authority over the road. <laughs> yeah, she she finds this is very amusing. <laughs> uh. So we get a little slash mark turns that he can like energize his wheels. Yeah, yeah. it seems very dangerous and <laughs> questionable. Well, his wheels suddenly become Velocitron wheels that glow. Yes, they get all glowy with energy and... And tear up the road, which yes. I guess is why he's called Slash... What was it? Slash Mark. Slash Mark. Slash Mark. Which, like, that's what a phrase that doesn't work. But my brain is like, well, cars make skid marks. Oh, but skid mark would be a horrible name for a Transformer. <laughs> I think there is a Transformer named Skid Mark. Probably a minicon somewhere, yeah. He's like a G2 GoBot or something. Oh, oh, that's sad. No. I don't know. Maybe a R.I.D. minicon. It feels like an R.I.D. mini, or an R.I.D. Uh, 2001 Spy Changer level of name. Back when oh, they yeah, forgot was... how to name vehicles and they had to remember again. There's a Decepticon minicon named Skidmark. There is apparently a comics-only Decepticon. 
And also apparently a member of G.I. Joe. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Well, that, that, that's, unfortunate. that's the most unfortunate one. Uh, he's the guy who gets hilariously eaten in uh, Transformers vs. G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. Ha. I assume in the uh, uh, Tom Seoli one. Yes, he is literally like served on a big plate. Not the uh, Marvel one. <laughs> No. <laughs> like 1985 one. Mm-hmm. 86. And of course, Drift tries to launch his minicons before realizing that he has no minicons. His <laughs> students! Yeah. Where are his students? Oh no, Grimlock has his students. Which and is indeed, when I remembered, oh yeah, the babies should be there, but the babies' minds haven't been swapped. Drift is no. so angry. Well, they didn't have the colanders on their heads. <laughs> no. no, they did not. Grimlock does deploy them, and they almost immediately get set on fire. Drift is so angry. <laughs> so mad about this entire undignified ordeal. And meanwhile, uh, Strongarm is just ordering everybody around. And, you know, yes. you know we're going to catch those Decepticons. Or my name isn't Lieutenant Bumblebee. Which sides <laughs> response, your name isn't Lieutenant Bumblebee. <laughs> You've become the mask. <laughs> She is so great. She needs to calm down. She's enjoying this way too much. Her, she and Grimlock are both just enjoying this way too much to everyone else's detriment. Yes. Yeah. At least she's not sideswiping anyone like Grimlock is. Just smashing yes. into them with someone else's poor body. Meanwhile, Bumblebee is he's anxious and nervous, and he's breaking stuff because he's not used to being a giant dinosaur. He's trying to pace, but he's kind of big for pacing. And then now, you know, they, you know, Casey is getting she's still in the lead, and so they're now going to have to attack her. Yep. Uh, it's I believe it's Wildbreak who starts doing this like cool sort of electrical thing to the ground. Yeah, because they all have a superpower that are sort of vague and confusing. Right, Drag Strip has, like, the Nitro Boost, uh, much like Vin Diesel. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it the Nitro, because for family. See, family. Heat Seeker has Heat Seekers, which I guess is a superpower. Missiles. Heat Seekers seek heat. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Grimlock is having trouble catching up with everybody because he can't get the Minicons back into his arms. Yeah, yeah. Which seems odd. Like I mean, there's maybe there's trick to it, right? Yeah, okay. there's gotta. There must be just like some like connector that Drift knows to flip out or something that he doesn't know how to do. When everybody's very frustrated and it's very sad for the kids, they just keep clonking into his forearms. Yeah, yeah. So eventually he just turns into a car and they're just sort of hanging on to him for dear life. Yes, and then he gets there and he transforms and they're just hanging off his back. And Strongarm thinks it's the cutest thing. <laughs> and they, they are very displeased. Yes. <clears throat> and yeah, Wild Break has this like giant wave of sort of like energized uh, asphalt. Like road. Hmm. So they're making like a road wave. It's a, a tidal wave of asphalt, which I mean the the, act, the action in this is pretty cool. I like that we're we were doing some cool vehicular <clears throat> stuff. 
Also, while yeah. Break and Drag Strip do just do the like, one of these days, Wild Break. Ow, right. right in the grill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we are past subtlety and, and straight to direct references. And we also get an away we go. Yes. It, it is yeah. a fun uh, vehicular combat. I think that's something that Transformers needs more of, is, yes. is good old-fashioned car chases. Yeah. Just give these, me an episode these... that's basically just twisted metal. Yes. <laughs> Which, well, I was about to say there absolutely should be an ice cream truck Transformer, but there has been, yeah. and we will not speak of it. Yeah, no. let's memory hole that. <laughs> we have. Anyway, th- this... This is like the best representation of the Stunicons ever, because the Stunicons rarely get to do shit. They're doing stunts. Yep. Yeah. They are actually doing some stunts, and that stunt is not just being being cars and Decepticons, which was kind of the okay. thing with them in G1. It's just I guess this is the best But they're cars. Best mm-hmm. animated version of the Stunticons. Yes. The best comic version of the Stunticons mm-hmm. is probably that one convention comic. Or the animated ones. <laughs> yes. Where Motormaster is just Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. <laughs> and they, they're, they're running a circus. <laughs> they gotta do stunts. It is nice when they actually get to do stunts. Mm. Yes. So so they are able to save uh, Casey from uh, being destroyed. Well, I guess she, managed, she saves herself. She... Basically, receives no Autobot interference through this entire thing. Yeah, and she's completely oblivious to everything behind her while learning Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yep, she is doing her little audiobook thing and not even paying attention. Maybe next time it could be a murder podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, she wouldn't just listen to it, she would record a murder podcast. Yeah. Whilst, uh, running this race. That would be pretty good. You know, the, the, the Crown City Crucifier. <laughs> anyway, well, so eventually they do manage to... They take down Slashmark. They sort of knock him half off this cliff. And then Heatseeker launches, of course, his namesake, Heatseeking Missiles. Hmm. Uh, just as they're about to head to Casey, but the Autobots sort of come... They, they loop around. They come the other way... And then drive around the Stunticon so that the three of them get hit oh by missiles. Doggo. <laughs> Sorry, I've got some dog going here. I don't know what he's barking at. That's okay. Benjamin Something. just gave, presented me with a hairball like two feet from where I'm sitting. So Benny, yeah. Benny, it's what are you doing? Time. Come on. Shh. Shh. Benny. Pet interference o'clock. Maybe uh, there's a bear or another dog. A bear. I don't really live in a bear area. I do. You well, never think you do God, you're in, you're until in there's the a bear. Of friggin' woods, of course. That's <laughs> Sasquatches. Yeah. So, something fucked up one of my pine trees. Was it a Sasquatch? I pre- presumably it was the bear. But, like, the top of one tree at about five and a half feet high is just ripped off. But it could have been a Sasquatch. It could have been a Sasquatch, yes. I did not see any hair stuck to the tree to get and samples. We, and we also get a really cool sequence here whilst uh, 
in which uh, I believe it's sideswipe surfing on drift, which is cool. <laughs> yes. Well, which is him surfing upon himself. Yes. Right. It's complicated. Yeah. Strong arm just really wanted to give orders. And also, Sideswipe is able to use strong arms, sirens to actually successfully blind uh, Slash Mark. Yes. Drift does at one point get extremely angry with Sideswipe for not being able to control his sirens. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so of course, amidst, amidst all this chaos, uh, Casey is the champion, and she, she waves to the crowd with a uh, a muchas gracias. <laughs> muchas gracias. I assume she's now totally fluent. <laughs> yep, that's it. Just, you know, approximately half an hour of uh, lessons on tape, and you are now fluent. It, it's such a weird subplot, but I kind of love that they had time to include it in this episode. That car that she's driving has to have a cassette player. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I realize it could be modded for, like, Bluetooth, but I'm sure it has a cassette player. Hmm. So we uh, the the Sunguns have unfortunately all escaped, but Fixit has got the equipment ready to go to try and swap their minds again and or kill them. <laughs> no one no one is amused, and he says this is he he knows this is a very serious terrible time for kidding. Yes, yes, but they could all go kablooey. I promise I will not recycle your corpses. <laughs> So, so they get zapped back into their own bodies. So everybody is finally content, uh, except for Fixit, who has been swapped into his own computer, which is terrifying. He was really yeah. hopeful that he was part of the combiner now, but no. Yes. Yeah. He's just the little face on the screen is pretty great, though. <laughs> the little Fixit face. Which just reminds me of that bit in that Futurama body swapping episode mm. in which uh, somebody swaps with uh, the the robotic wash bucket. Mm-hmm. Just, we yeah, just... well, is, isn't it Bender? Well, it's Bender who swapped. Well, Bender who's currently in Amy's body. Oh. So then the wash bucket ends up in Amy's body and is finally allowed to uh, confess her love to Scruffy, <laughs> the janitor. <laughs> yes. But then Scruffy is all, no, it is forbidden. I'm a man, you're and your janitorial equipment. Leave now. And this would be non-consensual with Amy's body, so we're not doing that because we're smart enough in the writing room. To know that's not cool. Yeah. Before I beg you to stay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ah, Scruffy the janitor. <laughs> so he's going to die the way he lived. Yep. <laughs> ah, so... And then Fixit is just kind of babbling on about uh, some other minicon who got swapped into uh, into equipment while everybody kind of just leaves. Yeah, they, they just walk. Oh, dude, it feels like Fixit hate because like no one stays there to listen. They just <laughs> do not want to deal with him. And he's talking about how the other minicon got swapped into the equipment and it was lonely and mm. and he's and then everyone's leaving him and I'm like, don't leave him. He's gonna be lonely. Or fix it. I love fix it so much. Mm. He's a good and boy. That, and that is the episode. I enjoyed this one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think the thing is with the Rescue Bots one is it's not even fair to compare that to other yeah. body swapping episodes. So this this was definitely a lot of fun. I love how angry Drift was the whole time. <laughs> he, he is not a man who can take indignity. Strongarm has learned some important lessons about how difficult leadership is. She just wanted to give orders. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, she just wants to give orders. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I like the vehicular action. I thought the uh, the body swapping antics were amusing. Uh-huh. It, it, it could have been pushed further, I mean, but it was okay. I mean, yes. Grimlock was so excited to have wheels. <laughs> yeah, Grimlock was good. Being in Grimlock was okay. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't a lot of him because he had to stay behind because yeah. he was Grimlock. No, but it was good that he was just like chill with it other than his giant tail. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Just resigned to it. Mm. All right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, my setup, I'm recording for my new PC for the first time, and, and things Ooh. are a little funky because I have them both still set up. Exciting. Uh, yes. Well, also, emerges, I was restarting the old one, so I just plugged it to the new one. It's very funky. I'm, the cords are overextending, so I have limited movement. Anyway, uh, this week on... One, two, three, four, five. Five, man! We have... Kyushu Dayo, which uh, basically translates like Kyushu, huh? <laughs> nani? Kyushu being wait, no. island? No, no, Nani. No, nani. no, no Dayo. It, it, it's a funny way to say that, and I did not actually bring up the wiki page. It breaks this I see, down. So, so Dayo would be more of a huh, and Nani is more of a what? Yes. And I have two keyboards, so I keep looking on the wrong one. Yes, Kyushu is the third largest southernmost island in Japan. Okay. I might trim some of that out as I was Googling nonsense. Anyway, uh, they're still in the area of the, the Kagoshima, where they were last time, on vacation. This is another tourism episode, the final of the series. Are they getting paid by the Tourism Board of Japan to do this? <laughs> I wonder, probably something? Or, 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 well, maybe not paid. Maybe they're, like, getting a free hotel room or something while they're filming. Anyway, uh, uh, Garoa, the, the gen- lead general of, of the zone aliens that are invading... It arrives by helicopter, which he is flying. Mm-hmm. Which is not not like an alien helicopter, just a normal helicopter he presumably rented. The fuck? Does he? Is he established as someone with a pilot's license? We'll get there. Oh. He shows up to to berate the, the other minor generals who who have been here in this part of Japan, trying to one up the rangers with the volcano and stuff. And it's not working. And he, they're outside of an amusement park, which again, more tourism, because you can see a giant Ferris wheel in the background. Mm-hmm. And then while this is going on, the the, the little mooks, the, um, oh, I forget what they're called, belters or something. One of them staring at a clock. And, and when it 
It gets to a certain time. He stands up and shouts, Ha! This galaxy clock has told me it is now upside down day! And everybody's like, What? Oh, crap. Oh, no. What are we in Pee Wee's Playhouse? Basically. <laughs> in that, like, the, the entire hierarchy of the zone organization has been turned upside down, except for Empress Meadow, who's a giant face god in the sky. But everyone else, the mooks are now in charge. The foot soldiers, hundreds of those guys, are now in charge. And General Garoa is at the bottom this for a day. This seems like the kind of holiday that the government would not allow one to have. <laughs> but it, it, it's more like a corporate thing like oh it's funny shirt day but it's once every 20 years uh-huh okay it's then it's just utterly ridiculous but it is a great setup for a fantastically funny episode <laughs> like right off the bat recommendations watch this one it's stupid and great and fun anyways so they're in charge, and, and then they send the generals out to do the bidding, the underlings. Because, like, the little foot soldiers, we don't have to. We're in charge today. We don't have to fight the rangers. <laughs> so they send the generals out, and the generals are all like, Hey, Garoa, you were above us, but now you're the lowest of the low. You go kick the rangers' ass. They're just going to go and, like, engage in hobbies and take a nice hike and do pleasant things. Okay, well, they're just enjoying Garoa being the punching bag for this episode. The, the rangers are playing tennis at this amusement park thing. Showing off the things you can do in Kyushu. And, and Garoa transforms into a waiter with ridiculous makeup on, like he's got freckles. Hmm. It's odd. And, and a glorious mustache. And then he goes with, like, the monster of the week, can, like, eat gold and spit out gold flakes. And if you eat those gold flakes, you turn gold, as accidentally happens to a dog. And we never see that dog come back at the end of the episode. But presumably the dog turned back to normal. <laughs> anyway, so the idea was, like, get, serve the rangers food, have them turn into gold, but that got fucked up. And then the other generals show up. It's like, Garo, you couldn't do one thing right and they're just making fun of him, not helping in the fight, while Garo changes back to his armored general form and fights the rangers as the foot soldier of the week. <laughs> because Upside Down Day... And, 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 like, it's a series of that. It's like Garoa just being the butt of every joke while billions of the rest of the gang are making fun of him. <laughs> the generals are driving... And the mooks are driving around in golf carts... Like, just watching the rangers fight him. It's like, come on, you could do better. Just heckling him. Oh, the monster of the week is like like an insect mummy thing. Weird mummy insects? Maybe it's supposed to be like a scarab wrapped around a mummy that likes to eat gold. Sure. And if he runs out of gold, he gets tired. But it's it's like... Him and Garo are, are the lowest of the low, so they're the ones doing all the action. And at one point, there is a car chase where Garoa is driving and the Monster of the Week is in the back seat. And it's like, do you even have a license? And Garoa shows that, yes, he does have a license, an all-purpose license, which I screenshot it, <laughs> which is, yes, he does have a pilot's license because it's an all-purpose license. 
I see. So that means he can pilot any vehicle? Apparently. Well, he's good enough at driving, and he managed to sort of run the rangers off the road. Like a tank? Could he pilot a tank? Probably. Tanks aren't really that hard to drive. It's, it's Tanks two sticks. Tanks are vehicles. It, it's tank controls. It's easy. Anyway, like, in the process, he knocks... Like, the rangers have a rent-a-car, and they're not getting that deposit back, because Garoa knocks the doors off of both sides, and then drives himself closer to attack them with his sword. Like, he becomes a meme. Okay. Anyway, the, the the bug runs out of gold, so he gets tired, and Garoa's like, oh, there's a gold park in this town! Let's go there! Because apparently it's like an half amusement park, half old gold mine, I think? Mm-hmm. I guess it's an amusement park built around a gold mine. Anyway, there there's a train that they get to go on and and ride into the mines. And the gorilla and the monster of the week do find gold in the mine, which sure, I'm not sure this this old mine is still going to have actual pile of gold bars stacked up in there. <laughs> like processed, like not just nuggets in the wall. Yeah. But in the process of the comedy and then the mooks come back cuz they've had a plan this whole time. It's like, we're going to wait until the rangers and Garoa are someplace, set dynamite, and blow them both the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And they do. It's like, yay, we've won the day. But then the rangers come back out on the train. It's like, ah, oh, crap. And then there's a big fight. Garoa comes back with the monster of the week, summons the giant uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow robot. Monster goes into that. There's a big fight, fight, fight. It. It's fun and it's ridiculous, and I'm trying to leave out as many gags as possible because this is a funny episode. But I do have to mention one weird one, which the delivery isn't quite perfect, but the setup is. It, the The mummy cicada monster or beetle whatever wants gold, and at one point it gropes Garoa, and it's like, wait, are these gold? Two gold balls fall out of his pants. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. That's, uh, that's, that is, that's saucy. It is so weird because they fall and then they just bounce on the ground and Gorilla looks embarrassed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a delightfully stupid episode. <laughs> I love Upside Down Day. <laughs> I'm done. All right, so that is it for us for this week. We will be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and, uh, as well as Mastodon, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on Patreon. Uh, We are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash underground. Uh, for the month of June, we watched an episode. We, we went back to podcast favorite Jeffrey Combs and his long, long ove of <laughs> random things that were on TV at five in the morning. And we watched. <laughs> Though this was actually not on TV at five in the morning because it is the ultra the American Ultraman show from the nineties. Uh, it was what was the full episode Ultraman? 
Uh, Ultraman, the ultimate hero. The, the episode is called A Quartet of Creatures. The ultimate hero. The I yes. still can't get over the opening credits. I love the extremely sitcom opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> too many kaiju, too many kaiju. So that that's a really that was a really fun episode to do. Uh, There's a lot of Jeffrey Combs. There were a lot of extremely dubious special effects. Uh, there is a lot of discussion of behind-the-scenes kaiju stuff, thanks uh-huh. to David. And, uh, yeah, that was our episode for June. Uh, for July, which is coming up sooner than we want to think about, uh, we're not sure yet. It's going to depend we're on not. what movies start showing up on streaming, so stay yeah, I tuned. Don't, I'm not sure anything shows up on streaming early enough in the month. Yeah. So we might have to think of another fun. We should just go through like the whole IMDb list for Jeffrey Combs and just do. We could sure. make that a spinoff podcast. Yeah, the Combs cast. Fine toothed Combs, the Jeffrey yeah. Combs podcast. Although that kind of oh, that's a good title. It feels like half of that is going to be Star Trek. Yeah, we're going to yeah. watch more Deep Space Nine. It would be a well, lot of Deep Space Nine. fine by me. It was Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of Deep Space Nine, so I wouldn't be opposed. But but also, I would be because I barely have time for the things going on in my life right now. <laughs> if if any of you are in the market for a kitten, please go adopt a kitten. Your local rescue will thank you. All right. So that does it for us for this week. We will return next week with a special guest celebrity guest star. If you lived through the early to mid-90s, get excited for Guilty as Charged. (laughs) (laughs) Until then. I was excited. Oh, we're we're all excited here. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, back in my own body again. And I'm David, split between two computers. Guy, what was in this body better wash these hands? I don't know what you're touching. <laughs> uh, doggy. <laughs>